1015 FM KDON. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And good morning, Las Vegas. What's going on? It is the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here on the Mark Hoke Show. Very excited to have you joining us today. And it's sunny in Las Vegas. That's right, everybody. The clouds have gone away. The Super Bowl gang is out of here. And we are getting somewhat back to normal here in Las Vegas. Well, if it wasn't for the Tropicana Interchange having the interstate half shut down. But otherwise, we're doing all right. And uh, getting ready to go through everything that's been happening here in the world of pro wrestling. And, oh, good, bad, and ugly this week. And boy, was there some ugly. And of course, you know, it's my job to talk about it. We have some terrific guests coming up for you today. Stu Myrick from Sports Guys Talking Wrestling is going to be joining us from Austin, Texas. We're going to be talking to him. He just got a little dose of AEW Collision 2 this week, so or Dynamite. So we're going to be talking to him. And he had to sit down with Dustin Rhodes. So we're going to be chatting with him about everything that happened down there in Austin. We're also going to have Matt Black from WrestleZone on the show as well. So we'll be saying hi to him and get Matt's unique perspective on what's happening in the world of wrestling. But I got to bring in this guy. Look, if there was ever a tag team in media, poker, wrestling, whatever it is, I cannot say enough to be very excited to have this man joining me on the show today. He is my good pal, comedian, writer, stuck in L.A. We got to get him back to Vegas at some point. But Ruben Bressler is back with the hoaxer here on K-Dawn. I cannot tell you how thrilled I am. Ruben, what's up? Hi, buddy. It's been a long time. What's new? Oh, man, I am so happy to hear your voice. Yeah, it's, this is. thank you for having me on the, on the Mark Hoax show again. Uh, for those that might not know, uh, we were co-hosts of, well, I was, I was the, the, the sidekick of the Mark Hoke show for a couple of years, uh, man, back in what, 2017 or so. Uh, and, uh, and I matriculated my way out to Los Angeles, uh, to do, you know, Los Angeles things, but you never, you never forget your, your first and my first co-hosting gig on a radio show. Uh, was was right here, so I'm excited to be back. Yep, there we go. And now I got us up on the screen there too, so that helps. Uh, <laughs> I'm producing everything in here too, having a great time. But yeah, so we are very excited to have uh, Ruben sitting in, and hopefully we'll be seeing a lot more of Ruben. Of course, uh, Ruben getting up a little early there in Las Vegas, so he's hiding from us, but it's all right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I this was a, a bit of a last minute uh, arrangement, yeah. so I'm not exactly uh, ready for prime time. It's but. all good. It's all my good. voice is my voice is always ready for prime time. It is. It is. But and I've got a face for radio anyway. Oh, come on. Stop it. Well, yeah. you're you're all right. But I, I try. Yeah. But this has been 
a, just a wild week in the world of pro wrestling again as we take another step forward to WrestleMania. We're getting ready for AEW Revolution. So much going on. And, and of course, getting lost in the shuffle is WWE Elimination Chamber. We're all going to be getting up early in the morning for that one as that's taking place in Perth, Australia next Saturday. So getting ready for that uh, like 2 a.m.-ish bell for that one. Ouch. But should be a lot of fun there, too. But, uh, Ruben, so what what are you seeing, man? I know you you keep an eye on things. What's uh, getting you excited about this? The Rock's yeah. back? I have an approximate knowledge of many things, and I pay some attention to, uh, to, to, to lots of stuff. And I do pay a pretty good amount of attention to professional wrestling. And when you say that the Elimination Chamber is getting buried in terms of its, uh, its lead, I don't know about that. I mean, a, a lot of the news I'm hearing is about how stacked the men's Elimination Chamber is. Uh, and not only that, but a notable person who isn't in that elimination chamber that was a bit of a surprise another australia hero uh bronson reed not going to be in that elimination chamber which i think was a surprise to a lot of folks um so i think that that's going to be a really good event I, I always like elimination chambers just as a as a conceit as a concept you know i like the kind of when they find something that works uh you know it's it's you know we've had royal rumbles now for 40 years or whatever and so Elimination Chamber is another one of those events that I really like. Um, I, I appreciate the quick thinking that WWE did when they realized what they were doing when they or what the response was uh, when The Rock came back. Uh, you know, whether it was fully on purpose or whether there was a little bit of improv happening, uh, it seems like they've righted that ship fully in the direction of the Cody movement. Uh, and and getting a lot of hype in that direction, so I'm really excited for this WrestleMania too. And I I am a Cody crybaby personally, <laughs> so I, I'm I'm really excited to see how that all pans out. You know what's what's going to be interesting. We're going to be talking about this, especially with Matt in the second hour. And I know that you know you do comedy, and you do you've done a lot of writing for scripts and and TV shows and so on. And what's what we're going to get into a lot about is where, how careful you've got to be with all this. Yeah. And they, you know, they made a, and I'm going to point out a big misstep that they made in that rock promo on Friday night that didn't make any sense whatsoever. And they had another, and AEW had a big misstep on in dynamite with Darby Allen as well on Wednesday. Hmm. You know, when you, when you're writing this stuff, and you know, I've never been in a, a pro wrestling writing room. You know, I, I you've you've done so much more of that kind of stuff than than I could ever dream of doing. But when you're writing a story, you have to be very careful with continuity. You've got to be very careful with what you say and what you do, because one thing throws you out of that reality, right? If if you slip up, you take somebody out of the story. And it can be a real distraction, and then you've got to do something extra special to pull it back, and it can just throw everything off, right? For sure. I mean, but that's part of the magic, right? Like, I think that it took a while for people to embrace the fact that this is an art form and that this is a an improv show as much as it is a sporting event. You know, I think that... Uh, we're all on the same page now. Long have the days of the kayfabe 
or knowing of the existence of the kayfabe existing uh, gone in the past. We all can appreciate good writing. We can all appreciate good storytelling. And so you just need to stay a little bit as consistent as you can. And little deviations coming off the rails, you can get back on the rails. So it's not the end of the world. You just got to move quick to get back on the rails. So those types of missteps are fixable. And I think that a lot of the internal shakeup of WWE had a lot to do with why there were those sort of aftershocks in the story. You know, everything gets affected from the ground up. So I'm a little bit more forgiving of uh, some story mishaps when, or, or, you know, some um, personnel mishaps even when, when that uh, when that's transpiring in in the business, I forgive nothing. All right, well that's fine. <laughs> no, we can all kidding. strive for greatness. We can all strive for perfection. But you know, there's going to be mistakes that happen, and yeah. it doesn't matter. It just like in wrestling, it doesn't matter what happens when you get hit and fall down, and what what's hap- what happens after. It's do you get back up and do you make the show good again? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to be talking a lot uh, about that during the show as we go along. But I, I do, before we get to take our break and get to Stu Myrick coming up here, uh, I do want to mention a couple little things that popped up here very quickly. Rumor has it, Ruben, that they were trying to decide on a site for WrestleMania for next year. That site is now rumored to be right here in Las Vegas. I mean, smart. There's not a better convention city. There's not a better event city than Las Vegas. It's purpose-built to have events like the Super Bowl, like WrestleMania, like these big, giant spectacles. I don't know why, like, where else would you even put it? Most other cities are that are capable of hosting this are significantly harder to get around in. They don't have as much hotel space. They would have to buy a bunch of... Uh, uh, new highways or new new train systems. Look at, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles. We're expecting the Olympics and the World Cup games. They're, they're putting billions of dollars into uh, infrastructure. You don't really got to do much in Vegas other than spruce things up, maybe put a little sheen on some things. It's plenty big enough to host for a city twice its size. So I love that. I think that Vegas is the perfect city to put a big event like WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing another rumor too, and I'm going to be sending WWE a question about it. So that's that's your tease for next week's show. Got it. Yeah, there's something there's something up. But now we'll, I will say, I next year we've got the Super Bowl in New Orleans. I would love to see a, a big wrestling show in New Orleans because New Orleans is another big party city. So that would be fun. Yeah, it's been there before. It'd be fun to definitely fun For to sure. go back. But you know, I'll take a I'll take a year of WrestleMania here. And Absolutely. the other the other thing that I want to point out was I there there was a little bit of interesting controversy. WWE was kind of stirring up about how they got more people over at T Mobile for their little shindig with that WrestleMania kickoff press conference than they did over at the Dollar Loan Center for AEW Collision last Saturday night. And I I, I want to point something out. Number one, the event was free over at T Mobile. And then someone made a smart aleck comment that we didn't, one media person said, we didn't even know that what the dollar loan center was. Okay. So let's school everybody for a second, shall we? Because those of you that don't know what the dollar loan center is, 
it's the home of the Henderson Silver Knights, which is the minor league team here in Las Vegas. The uh, the Nighthawks, the which is the uh, arena football league team, plays here. The G League uh, basketball team, which is of course the minor leagues for the NBA, our team p- plays here as well. So it's about a fifty five hundred seat arena, and uh, you know, and of course when you set up for wrestling, it takes away a ton of those seats. And, you know, you had to pay to go, too. So, you know what? If you don't know, do a little research for once. But, you know, it's a pretty nice arena. It's just it hadn't been used for wrestling before. Sorry. So get over it, will you? Jeez. Yeah, that's a that's a bad. That's a false equivalency. I mean, certainly. Like, it's the wrong type of event. It's the wrong price point. They're they're just stirring the pot. That's nothing. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I'm not slamming either side. But I would have thought I was thinking the WWE was going to get a lot more people showing up for the free event at T-Mobile yeah. with the Super Bowl there. That they got thirty five hundred. I was thinking there was going to be at least five thousand in there. So you know there was there was a lot going on for everybody. Honestly, I thought you, you know, I I thought you were going to see more at the WWE event. You know, Collision. Yeah, I thought that was about about right. I figured maybe a little more there too. But you're competing against all these Super Bowl events, so you know. Everybody did okay. Let's just be happy that people are coming out for wrestling events. Yeah, the gravitational pull of the Super Bowl is going to affect everybody. I'm, I don't think I'm particularly surprised by any of the numbers. I think that, you know, press conferences in general are they're, – they're not, you know, they're not advertised on the same level. They're not the same art form, even though it's, you know, that, that's effectively promos without the matches is those press conferences. Um, so – I'm not super surprised by either of the numbers personally. I think that it's it's whoever decided to put them in the same city at the same time, uh, whoever was second was trying to stir the pot. And that's all this is. Yeah. So let it go, everybody. Just let it go. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, my good buddy Stu Myrick is going to be joining Ruben and I here on the Mark Hoke Show. It's the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And, well, Stu's one of the best around. No question about it. We're going to be talking to him about everything going on with AEW, and he just had to sit down with Dustin Rhodes. I'm going to be really curious to hear how that went because, you know, his brother's doing okay, too. So stick around, everybody. We will be right back on the Mark Oak Show here on KDON, 101.5 FM, Talk Las Vegas. 101.5 FM, KDON. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we return to the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON, 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment, best rated live show here on the station. It means we're doing something right, you know, I guess. That's what they say (laughs) anyway. And, of course, uh, we have Ruben Bressler Sitting in with me, my old tag team partner, man. It's like putting the Midnight Express back together. That's right. We're uh, go together like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, like sardines and mustard. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds delicious. <laughs> at eight in the morning. Well, you know, college kids have to do that stuff sometimes. That's true. It's yeah. all it's all good. Well, this guy, you know, he's just down there in Austin eating barbecue. It's all good. Stu Myrick, of course, from Sports Guys Talking Wrestling, down there in Austin, Texas. One of the best in the business, and I'm very happy to get him on the show. Stu, what's going on, my friend? 
Man, it's another day in paradise. What's up, fellas? Man, I got to get down there to Austin and hang out with you. I dude, I'll I'll buy you some barbecue. You know, I could throw a rock in it like ten great barbecue places. I'm there. I'm there. It's done. Yeah. Flying down, man. Flying down. I, t- I took in fact uh months ago, I took Simon Miller from what culture. You know, he wrestles. He's a independent wrestler. He was wrestling for Mission Pro Wrestling in San Antonio, Thunder Roses promotion. But he had to fly into Austin and so when he was about to leave, I took him to Black's Barbecue. Uh, they have a location actually right next to the University of Texas campus. And so I introduced him to some Texas barbecue. Well, he's British. He needs to actually get some good food. Oh, he, he enjoyed it. I bet he did. I yeah. bet he did. They have very little flavor over there. So uh, it's fantastic. By the way, y'all, I was I was listening uh, your last segment talking about Super Bowl and, and everything. I will tell you, having covered multiple Super Bowls, and being in the Super Bowl city for that week, Saturday is party day. Yeah. Like, for instance, I would usually have three to four parties that I go to on Super Bowl Saturday. Lee Steinberg, the the super agent, he has his party on on Saturdays. Uh, The Tasty NFL, which is a fantastic event, raising funds for uh, hunger, Uh, that's a great one. And there's usually a couple more that, that, you know, I find my way into. And it's, uh, so yeah, I, I will say wrestling usually takes a back seat to enjoying the parties. Look, and, and it wasn't like there weren't a lot of people in there. I mean, were there some, there were a few empty seats. Yeah. But there was still, you know, we still had like 2,300 people in there. And with the way they had things set up, you know, the, you've got a good third of the arena blocked off. Plus where right. the hard cams were. So there were plenty of people in there. So, yeah. so mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's similar. I would say the arena that, that AEW uses here, the HEB center at Cedar park, Cedar park, uh, Northwest suburb of Austin. Um, that one may be slightly bigger. It was built originally for the Texas stars, the AHL affiliate for the Dallas stars, the NHL. Uh, but still it's about the same and it's the same thing. And the G league team for the San Antonio Spurs plays there, the Austin Spurs. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's about same the thing. same setup. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's basically essentially the same thing. That's, that's our, yeah. our G league team and our AHL team play there. So yeah. yeah, same, same business. So yeah, I mean, it was interesting that WWE was kind of putting some stuff out about that. And I was like, Oh man, I, I just let that go. I just let that you go. Know, yeah, it's six one half does the other. Like yeah. you said, thirty five hundred. I would have thought they got a little bit more. I was talking to my buddy Joe Roderick, who does uh, does some radio up in St. Louis, and he was there. He and I usually tag team at the Super Bowl, and he was there. He was at the event, and it was you know it was less of a press conference and more of just a hey, we're about to have WrestleMania event. Yeah. So you know. I it was you know it did what it was supposed to do though. It got everybody excited. So there you go. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I was watching, you know, it was funny that, and I, I want to talk more EW with you, but, but mm-hmm. the funniest part of that whole thing was watching Seth Rollins because he was just sitting there like a little elf on the shelf the whole time. And, and he was off camera a lot, but if you go, I, I had, I took a video of it and I kept my video on him while Rock was talking and he was just sitting there being so obnoxious. It was the best. It was the best. I mean, I swear to God, it's it's like 
it was like your little brother was sitting there when you were in trouble and yeah. mom and dad were lecturing you, but he's just sitting there like, <laughs> you know, and just doing that crazy little stuff, just being a jerk. It was, it was fantastic. I, look, I love Seth Rollins. I've, I've been, I've been lucky enough to talk to him a few times and, you know, he's, it's, it's, it's a shame that the title he holds is what most people consider the second title. You know, it's it's still the Roman's title is still the top one. Uh, it's a shame that his is considered the the one underneath. But Seth Rollins, you know, he as as Jim Ross would like to say, he maximizes his minutes. Yes, so. he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Well, I wanted to talk to you first about some minutes that happened at Dynamite and. You know, you got to see this thing, that Darby Allen promo, dude. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get to see it that night. I was working, so I didn't get a chance to check it out until later. And I kept hearing this while wow, this thing was a disaster. And for those that didn't hear what happened, uh, the Young Bucks were about ready to beat the hell out of Tony Schiavone. And Darby Allen came in. Of course, he had just he and Sting and had just taken that big beating from the Bucks with the blood laden white suits, mm-hmm. and they beaten up Sting's kids too. Of course, sons are full grown. And Darby comes in and starts yelling about Brandon Cutler, and ends up talking about Cody and gets a Cody Rhodes chant going, which I can't imagine was ideal for the guys in the back hearing about Cody Rhodes. And just the, it went off the rails, and it wasn't like co- he was. It was delivered badly, but it just it just fell flat. And you know, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about what happened in that promo. It it, it did fall flat, and it, I th- you're right. It it directed people in the wrong direction. Look, this is we know Sting and Darby are going to defend the tag titles against the Bucks at Revolution. That match really doesn't need much promotion, especially since this is Sting's final match after forty plus year career. You know, I and I always talk about, you know, I I remember vividly the first time I saw Sting one half of the Blade Runners when they came into Mid South Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact I saw them live at a house show in Longview, Texas, which is up in the northeast northeast part of Texas. Saw in eighty five, I think. And I think they were wrestling DiBiase and Dr. Death at the time. I think, In fact, I think DiBiase and Dr. Death were, were the tag champions in Mid-South at the time. So, you know, to see, you know, for this to be Sting's last match, uh, it, it really doesn't need much promotion. And, you know, you, you hear the ticket sales. The ticket sales for Revolution, I think they've sold out or they're close to selling out. So that promo, I, I don't know what. I don't know what Darby had in mind with that promo. Um, whatever it was, though, it was, yeah, it went off the rails. Luckily, as I said, it it's not going to hurt the match any because it's, it's Sting. It's the icon. So, you know, I think it's one of those things where you kind of like go, okay, let's course correct uh, next week on Dynamite. Yeah, and you know, and Ruben, you know, you can kind of speak to this because you know, if and and Stu, you can meet Ruben here. That you know, Ruben, hey, you buddy. do you do a lot of of writing and you know, and improvisation too. And 
it it goes back to the big argument in in pro wrestling. Do you completely script these things out, or do you do bullet points and just get out there and speak from the heart? And this is one of those where you know Darby does a great promo, but this one maybe should have been planned out a lot better. Yeah, it, it definitely. Oh, by the way, hi Stu. It's nice to meet you. Nice um, it it it's definitely confusing, right? Like, the, it, what is the point when you go into a promo? You want to have a clarity of purpose as to what you want the audience's reaction to be and what you want the response to be after you leave. I don't think either of those existed in this promo. He went out there. He did. I mean, Darby Allen's good at at making the crowd do a reaction. Like he's good at promo. He's not he's not the world's greatest, but he's good enough to get a microphone by himself. So he goes out there in a suit covered in blood, never brings it up. He right, like doesn't talk about any of the events that happened, and basically cuts a promo for I guess his friend, Cody. Like, I don't really get what the point of this was. Um it seems it doesn't seem counterproductive. It just seems like there wasn't a plan in mind. And when you go on stage in an improv setting or in any sort of setting where you're trying to convince the audience of a character, you want to have a purpose behind what you're saying. And it seemed like this was purposeless um, from the outside perspective. Now, maybe there's some there might this might have been i'm going to go a little conspiracy theory there might have been there's so much love for cody across the entire industry that maybe the whole point was to run a promo to direct energy towards cody right like maybe there's so much goodwill in that locker room because of the time he spent there that that's the point that seems wild that seems like a not a great thing to do professionally but if you're that close of a friend of somebody or that person's a mentor of yours, maybe that's the point. I really don't get it. Yeah, I, I didn't either. And it was, like I said, it, you know, it, it's, you know, a match that doesn't need much, but I don't, you know, I still don't want to see a fully script, but maybe encourage the guys to, you know, pay more attention to the bullet points and stick to the bullet points. And I don't, you know, like I said, it was just, it was just a, a odd, uh, you know, you know, I, and I, and it was, I came to my mind, you know, there was a little bit about Matthew and Nicholas talking about how Darby doesn't belong there either because he's teaming with Sting. Maybe Darby was trying to, validate his presence in AEW? I don't know, but... Yeah, it's, we'll see. You know, like I said, just, you know it's, it's just let it go, and, and let's course correct next week. Yeah, and, and the weird part about that, too, was that, you know, in storyline way back, yeah, Cody was on TV. Cody was the one that brought Darby in. But in actuality, the Bucks were the one that brought Darby in. Mm-hmm. Like, in real life. So, yeah. so that one didn't make sense either. Like I said, it was just... It was um, it was a calamity that we'll just pretend it didn't happen, and maybe we'll get Sting out there to have his have his boys beat up uh, beat up the Jacksons next week just for fun. Yeah, I would assume that the future is you know the reaction to this isn't good. 
I mean, from us. I don't know what the reaction is from the fans who aren't journalists or, or radio hosts. But uh, the, the, the initial reaction is, that's weird, which is not a reaction you want. You want either <laughs> that's very good or that's very bad. Yeah. You know, it's a it's an absolute value, and they hit a zero on that scale of negative five to five. And so next week, they want to hit a number that isn't that. So I would imagine <laughs> they get some classic sting. I imagine they get some some different uh, energy into the crowd. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll we'll get this all worked out next time. But lesson learned, I suppose. Lesson learned. Well, you had a great time seeing everybody down there. And I know, Stu, you got to talk to Dustin Rhodes, and who is apparently postponing his retirement now, which I thought was pretty intriguing. Uh, what's happening with Dustin, and, and how is he feeling, and and what's his excitement level for his brother right now, too? Obviously, he's got to be a, a proud big brother with uh, Cody getting this big chance again. Yeah, uh, Dustin, you know, Dustin and I have been friends for quite a long time, and I, I work, I do the... I'm the lead commentator for his student showcases for the Rhodes Wrestling Academy. So, you know, I get to work with Dustin quite a bit. So, uh, you know, AEW was kind enough to bring Dustin over here when he was doing the media, uh, for, for AEW Dynamite coming to the, coming to the area. And, but Dustin and I have talked off and on forever. The retirement thing is, uh, you know, I think there's, he feels like he's still got a little bit left. Now, look, he's had both knees worked on. He's had, you know, multiple body parts, parts worked on. There was talk that he was going to, you know, sign off after a bit, but he has signed an extension with AEW. He wants to stick around. Um, we saw it. Uh, well, it was, it was taped for Rampage. Dustin Rhodes teaming with none other than Ross and Marshall Von Erich. Hmm. And you know, you heard the you heard the history lesson. It was the first time a Rhodes and a Von Eric had teamed together in forty plus years. Wow. Last wow. time, ironically, Dustin's dad, Ross and Marshall's dad, Dusty Rhodes and Kevin Von Eric teamed back, uh, I think it was I think they said seventy eight. Oh uh, my God. so wild. You know, and, and it was and it was great because Ross and Marshall live in Bernie, which is Right outside San Antonio, it's about two hours from here in Austin, so it's an easy drive. Of course, Dustin lives in a in a suburb of Austin, so he's you know he's right there. In fact, the school's like five minutes from that arena. Um, so it was really cool to see them, and I was lucky enough, you know, huge thanks AEW let me come backstage and say hi to a lot of folks, and to you know see Ross and Marshall. Ross and Marshall are good friends, and we've seen each other so many times so it was great to see them back there um so that was a lot of fun dustin is is very proud of cody um he you know he want he wants cody to to finish his story so to speak he wants cody to win that title you know it's 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 one of those it's a point of pride bigger brother you know big brother is proud of little brother and you know um I would, it would not shock me if he makes his way to Philadelphia and is somewhere in the back or whatever to watch Cody, uh, try to finish his story. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a good night on Wednesday. You got to connect with a lot of folks I've, I've worked with in the past. Um, you know, both, you know, wrestling independently here in Austin and, you know, elsewhere. So it was, it was a good night. But yeah, Dustin just, you know, he's, 
he's pretty proud of his brother and he's and he's looking to yeah like you said looking to stick around for a little longer he does loves coaching he loves coaching backstage especially he loves working with the girls he loves working with the women um and and really takes a you know huge point of pride in that so um so it would not yeah i mean i i say you know as long as he can still contribute let him contribute he is a name that you know resonates still and especially especially when they do the the texas loop and tony tony khan has said before how much he loves running shows in texas whether it's austin or dallas fort worth or you know san antonio he you know he loves this area loves the state so and we've got a you know we've got an abundance of independent talent too you saw in fact uh pull the curtain back a little bit so the trio that Dustin and Ross and Marshall faced. One of them is Dustin's assistant coach at the Rhodes Wrestling Academy. And another one is a graduate of the Rhodes Wrestling Academy. So, you know, they, you got to see some talent there. Um, and it's, you know, so it's good. It's everything's good here. There you go. Well, the only dream that I have is that somehow, some way Tony could give, Dustin one night at WrestleMania to have him get involved. I, I I couldn't, I know that it's probably impossible to do. Well, it's never impossible, but God, would it be Austin to have Dustin show up that night? Couldn't, I I mean, I couldn't imagine how amazing that would be and what a gesture of goodwill it would be to have him pop in there and just, you know, drop Jimmy or something like that just to help out. For one I, one time, I agree. I agree. I think that would be. I think that would get a huge, huge, huge reaction, and especially if it leads to Cody winning. Yeah, right. I, I think that would be that'd be the even even more perfect way to finish that story. It would. It would. Well, hey, we have to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have a little bit, well, we got a lot more with Stu Meyer because, well, he's the man. We all know this. So we're going to step back. More with Stu Meyer from Sports Guys Talking Wrestling down there in Austin, Texas. Ruben Bressler. And we're going to talk a little more AEW. How are things going on behind the scenes there? Is everybody happy or eh, not so much? And we'll get to talk a little bit about what's going on with The Rock and everything, too. So stick around, everybody. Got a whole lot more coming up on The Mark Hoke Show. We'll be right back. One oh one five FM KDON. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hey, let's talk some more pro wrestling here on the Mark Oak Show on KDON 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. Also streaming live on that Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded that amazing app, do it now. You can hear terrific shows from KDON and all over the planet on that app. It's just, it's special. So get it on your phone or your computer right now. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Just do it. And of course, we're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook as well. So if you want to get in that chat box and say hi to us, ask anybody a question, feel free. We'd love to hear from you and interact with the show. We've got Ruben Bressler and Stu Myrick from Sports Guys Talking Wrestling 
on the show. Stu, uh, one more slightly negative question, and I'm just curious to see. I know you were talking to a lot of the guys, but there was a report out that there's some unhappiness in AEW, that guys aren't getting TV time, roster's too big. Some of the stuff we've been hearing for a while, and they're kind of getting mad at Tony. You hearing anything like that, or does everybody seem okay? Was what's what's the deal? I haven't heard. You know, I saw that same report. I have not heard anything. Um, I I didn't notice anything. The brief time I was backstage, it was you know everybody was seemed to be seemed to be okay. So I I don't know. I mean, there look. I love I love pro wrestling journalism. I th- I love you know the news sites and everything. There are times when reports like that might get a little overblown. I guess that's the way to put it. Um, I'm not sure if it's or you know it could have been you know one certain person. You know I don't know. I can't speak to it. I just know that everything seemed fine. I I you know. So I don't know what to I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, who knows? It's, they're, 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 I mean, we all keep hearing the, the roster's too big and everything else, but they're I've heard dude, that forever. Yeah, you know, that's, it's always been it's been around for you know as long as AEW's been around. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? But oh well. And of course, you know, AEW Revolution's coming up, and you know, it was funny. There was an interesting situation that happened there with Samoa Joe and Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. And, you know, it was funny. I was listening to Brian Alvarez, and they were talking. It seemed like there was a triple turn on those guys on that show. <laughs> do, do, you you think, know, do you think we had a triple turn? I, I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> it seems, I don't know. It, it, I, think, I think it's simply a matter of, and look, I, lo- I love all three of those guys. I think they're fantastic in ring. Um, I, I've. I've worked a little bit with with Swerve back way back in the day when he was coming here for Wrestle Circus. Um, I think it's simply a matter of Swerve right now. I think is the hot hand. He's the one that's getting the bigger reaction. Um, and I I don't know if that's if that's a reflection of baby face turn heel turn whatever. I think it's just simply a matter of. Uh, the crowd is more into Swerve than the other two right now. So we'll see. I'm lucky. I will be in Greensboro uh, to watch that as well as see Sting for this final match. I uh, I am interested in seeing how, how the crowd reacts to however that match goes and see what the outcome is. Yeah, I, I think it's very interesting, but they're all doing great work. You know, so yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, that, if it, and, and Joe has just been absolutely on fire and people are really digging him as champ. And I don't know if, uh, they're going to take the belt off him at this point. He's, he's the betting favorite to win. So I don't know. I, I think he's, I, I think he can hold off on Swerve a little bit and just, you know, stay with him. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I am too. Um, I don't know if and it's so funny. This has not been talked about much. You've heard a lot about triple crown champions, you know, and you talked about, of course, the old all Japan. And then, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston has three belts. Well, uh, 
Samoa Joe, as far as I know, and I, I've tried to look this up as much as possible, he is at least one of a very, very, very select group that has won a world title in three American promotions. He was, of course, TNA world champion. He was a Ring of Honor world champion, and now he's AEW world champion. That means he's doing something good. Right. <laughs> I mean, there there isn't any... I don't think there's... I mean, Flair doesn't have three promotions, world titles. He's got WWE. He's got WC. Well, WCW, NWA, I kind of meld as one. So right. They were, you know, one was born out of the other. Uh, Flair doesn't have it. Um, several others don't. I mean, so Samoa Joe has, you know, he has made a, a fine career for himself. And, of course, now, you know, defending the AEW world title coming up at Revolution. Yep, absolutely. Well, Stu, we're getting ready to wrap up the hour, so I want to make sure you can let everybody know where to find you and tell everybody about this podcast. we got about a, about a minute here. so Yeah, uh, Sports Guys Talking Wrestling, great wrestling insight from great wrestling insiders. Uh, new podcast episodes drop usually Tuesday night, but by Wednesday, find it wherever you get your podcast, including the Odyssey app. And oh, uh, there too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Absolutely. absolutely. I'm, I'm, you know, I try to make it available as much as possible. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I bring on just you know random random guys, and we'll talk about what's happening in wrestling. You know, cover WWE, AEW. I'll let you know what's happening in independent wrestling around the state of Texas, and uh, we have a good time. We have a good time. So. Awesome. Well, we will look forward to everything you got going. Of course, you can follow him at Stu Myrick. That's S-T-E-W-M-Y-R-I-C-K. Stu, thanks for coming on the show again. We do appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you, my friend. You too, my friend. Uh, all, the, all the best to both of you. Be well, and we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great. All right. And that is hour number one of the Mark Hoke Show. Hour two coming up. Matt Black from WrestleZone. And... He's grumpy. He's a Cody crybaby, too. I think we're all Cody crybabies. Just kind of how it goes. So we've got a whole lot more to talk about. And we're going to get into that rock promo, too. The conspiracy theories are out. All sorts of crazy stuff happened in there. Man, it just never stops in the world of pro wrestling. And we're going to have it all for you here on KDON 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. And follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show. Ruben and I will be back in just a little bit. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. Hour two. Stick around for more. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.